Hey, uh, thanks for listening to the Nick and Big J podcast. We appreciate it. And you know what? It's brought to you by The Advocates. If you've been in an accident, well, call The Advocates. 208-471-4444. Decided to sleep in? Missed your favorite morning show? Yeah, don't worry. It's the Morning After Podcast with Nick and Big J. Presented by Treasure Valley Subaru, Idaho Center's premier pre-owned superstore. With their pre-owned personal shopper, your requests will be personally handled by their team of salespeople, sales managers, and vehicle buyers, meaning you got someone looking out for you the whole way. And with easy-peasy loan approval, they've got you taken care of in a way that doesn't require a social security number or trigger a credit inquiry. So go check them out, Treasure Valley Subaru at the Idaho Center. Now, for Nick and Big J. Take it away, boys. On the morning after with Nick and Big J. Big J report came out yesterday that the cost of rent in Boise, believe it or not, it's falling, bro. Falling. 3.5% from last month, according to Apartment List report, which means Ooh, if, boy. You, if you were to rent chunk. a two-bedroom apartment in November, it would cost you about $45 less a month than it would last month, which adds up over time, of course. But the other flip side to that coin is... You know, unfortunately, these rent prices, you know, reports and details and stuff, it doesn't help the people that were locked into comically high rent, you know, because you don't sign a month-to-month lease at a lot of places. They won't let you. I mean, you can if you've been there for like a year or two years or whatever, and you're thinking about moving on, then maybe you can, sure, if they are willing to bump up the rent for you. But if you're locked into a two-year lease, the cost of rent dropping, you know, 3.5% is not going to help you much these days. But if you're wondering, the median rent for a one-bedroom apartment in Boise, uh, $1,118. Two-bedroom, $1,321. But that, according to a lot of people, is a very comically low number, considering, you know, you can say median, but the majority of people that live, let's say, in the north end, and if you moved in the last year, you're paying like $2,200, $2,300 a month for a two-bedroom apartment. That's just the way that it goes if you want to live in the north end. So it's going down. That just only helps you out if you're moving around right now or looking for a place to stay. And the other side to that coin is there are more places available. It's not like there's the shortage any longer. Game three of the World Series was rained out last night, Big J. Sorry. So it's been moved to today. Like, how much rain does that take? Well, it doesn't take much, man. I mean, you don't want them out there running and slipping and sliding. I mean, you, you can't really put a controller on the ball if it's all wet. So it being... Wet and rainy, or if there's lightning at all, they'll call that game super quick. They will not let them play out there in the lightning. You don't want to crash in all over the place. No. So they're going to play up today. Uh, the remainder of the World Series schedule has been pushed back by a day, including the travel day back to Houston for a potential game six, if there is one. Of course, we're not up at one game apiece currently. The trade deadline for the NFL is today, and last night the Bears shipped off another really good piece of their defensive puzzle. Uh, Roquan Smith headed to the Baltimore Ravens for a second round and a fifth round pick in next year's draft. Smith currently the leading tackler in the NFL. This is after the Bears traded Robert Quinn to the Eagles for a fourth round selection next year. So they're loading up on picks, and after getting demolished by the Cowboys over the weekend, they appear to be in sell-and-sell-now mode. 
Big J, that's it. Less than two seasons is all that former Boise State head coach Brian Harson is going to last at Auburn. The university announced Monday that he has been fired after 21 games as the Tigers head coach. The Tigers were 3-5 and five this season, struggling at the bottom of the SEC West. They got their ass kicked by Arkansas on Saturday, but uh, Harson did not do well uh, going over yeah. uh, to Auburn. 9-12, uh, and 12, some off-the-field drama as well involved in his hiring, and so they, I don't know if they, I can't even tell if they thought it was a good hire when it happened i don't think they did they weren't super excited about it that much i'll tell you but i mean it does say how poorly they thought of him when he couldn't even last two seasons there like i mean usually if you're garbage you're lasting a full two but you're not even that and so auburn is done with brian harson and i don't think it's weird the vitriol that the that the Bronco fans have for Harson, considering yeah, the success I, that he had. But I think they were upset about how the phoniness of it, I guess, is what what I think really rubbed people the wrong way. Where he was posting bleed blue up until the day before he left. But that's what you're supposed to do when you're I know, the coach of a program. People expect you to mean it, I guess, is my point. Well, when you have an opportunity, listen, people. He just got fired and handed a fifteen million dollar check. No, he got paid, no doubt. So you know what? That's a huge amount of money. That's generational money for his family. And like, you're gonna blame a coach for taking an opportunity at maybe doing something incredible, going to the S. And you know, following your dreams of being a, a, a great coach, and you know that—that's just—he was way too young for us to be like, oh, he's going to be here forever. And you know what? I'm not so sure we need a coach to be there forever because sometimes it gets stale and stagnant. And you know, it, that was kind of what was happening, anyways. He maybe he was like he wanted to move on. It kind of felt that way. If you if you are angry at Brian Harson, the only excuse I think you have is if you felt he left the cupboard a little bit bare with his recruiting, which I think you can make an argument argument for that maybe his head wasn't in the place for the last year and he might have been looking around but, and so that was a struggle but you for also team. have to take into account that that entire time of his tenure here uh constantly his coaches were poached from other for other programs in bigger conferences with much more money and those coaches are also the ones responsible for doing most of the recruiting so yeah it's going to be tough when you constantly have your staff being uh hired and and going getting raises and doing things that you can't do and that's a complaint from a lot of people in the program say hey we don't have enough money to pay assistant coaches the way this program wants to work it's just not enough and you can see that in the fact that you've got a bunch of these assistant coaches coaches that go and then when you come in you get uh, coaches that maybe aren't up to par because of that so it sounds like you wouldn't mind if Brian Harson came back home for a while. <clears throat> uh, I don't know if I don't I think we're past that though well what does that mean I mean he, he, he he's gonna come back and be the head coach no 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 no, no, no. I think we have a head coach I'm yeah. just saying if he wants oh. to be involved in the program in absolutely. some way shape or form absolutely so uh there you go uh, I I have not heard a lot of people with Big J's take I'll be perfectly honest that that are that would welcome back Brian Harson with open arms that doesn't mean he's wrong it's his opinion he's entitled to have it doesn't mean you're wrong if you think the opposite but uh, none of that is happening, nor is it guaranteed. It's just interesting that I found people's reaction to Brian Harson after he left here. The didn't have the same reaction when Coach Pete. Left. I don't know. There was I, I heard a bunch of people. Sure, they were angry, but none of the none of it was like no, no, no. We don't need him back in here. Right. And that's a lot of that going on right now. I guess is the point, which is like weird because it's like hey, he did pretty well when he was the head coach here. Yeah. I mean, there were some you know fiesta bull wins there. Don't forget. 
We're going to have the further adventures of Jason Big J, kind of, I guess, in prequel form. According to the Hollywood Reporter, there's going to be a prequel titled Crystal Lake. Oh, yeah! Crystal Lake! In development at Peacock, uh, American Gods and Star Trek Discovery creator Brian Fuller, who is also very, very good at making television shows, is set to write and executive produce the series. So I don't know if that means this is going to be about jason's mom like the original friday the 13th out of crystal lake or if this is like the first couple of years of terrorizing the lake kind of thing with friday the 13th we'll find out could I suppose. be cool yeah yeah listen brian fuller's very good at putting i mean he's the gentleman behind hannibal as well so you give him an ip that's already been created and he can do some pretty cool yeah. and interesting stuff with it We'll see if there's a different take you can put on Friday the 13th, and we're not expecting anything until probably Halloween next year for that particular show. It's Streaming Dumbass on the Morning After with Nick and Big J. Every single Tuesday, we call on you, the wonderful listeners of The X, to select a movie for Big J to watch and review for you in a 24-hour period. He does not know the names of these movies. He doesn't know who stars in them. Here's the catch. Neither do you. Just giving you a brief plot description from three random movies select from streaming services. And you have to decide based on that description which movie you'd like Big J to watch by texting us movie number one, movie number two, or movie number three. The movie that gets the most votes on the TDS Fiber track text line is the movie Big J agrees to watch No Holds Barred. Guaranteed. Agree or disagree, Big J? Agreed. I usually try to have a running theme throughout the actual three movies, uh, just to make it a little bit more challenging for myself and fun. Fun. For the last month, it's been horror movies, of course, because yeah. of October, but now we've changed it, and we're back Thanksgiving to... Thanksgiving movies. Nope, nope, I don't have enough of those to choose from. But true. each one of these movies features somebody prominently... That is a former guest of the morning after, Big J. That's, oh, that's the comments. A, a long damn list. You're damn right it is. And uh, we will get into it, and you'll find out eventually, but now you have to select a movie. Are you ready, Big J? I'm ready, man. Movie number one, Mark, an undercover cop, forms an intense, intimate relationship with Henry, a murder suspect, in an attempt to earn his trust and get a confession, risking both of their lives in the process. Ooh. Movie number two, after a night on a town, a nurse flees for her life, beginning a relentless game of cat and mouse with a bloodthirsty assailant hellbent on her utter destruction. Damn. Movie number three. A recently widowed doctor and his two teenage daughters travel to a game reserve managed by an old family friend. However, what begins as a journey of healing soon turns into a fearsome fight for survival when something begins stalking them. Surviving the game, two. Movie number one, undercover dude. Movie number two, super creep. Or movie number three, hunter becomes the hunted. What's it gonna be? What's it gonna be, guys? Yeah, I, don't, I mean, I don't know. I don't, none of those sound familiar. Except for the last one, but sounds like surviving the game. See, I thought it was well. I, I can't. I can't get into it. I might give away what what I felt like the description board is. I'll I'll tell you in the actual reveal what I thought the movie sounded like. And well, listen, I'm gonna stop talking. So, texted movie number one, movie number two, or movie number three right now and the movie that gets the most votes is the one big j will watch we will reveal the movies and the winner coming up next on the x rocks that is stained it's been a while here on the morning after with nick and big j we need to figure out what movie big j is going to watch tonight when he's sitting down by himself and watching films and then he'll review it for you tomorrow is there a clear and decisive winner big j Yes, there is. Well, all right. What movie came in last and got the fewest amount of votes? Uh, movie number two. 
Movie number two is a brand new film streaming on Amazon called Run, Sweetheart, Run. That stars Ella Barinska. I think we saw the preview for it in one of the movies that we saw recently. Uh, Clark Gregg, former guest of The Morning After, also oh, featured yeah. prominently in that film. It is available on Amazon Prime if you want to watch the uh, poor lady that goes on a blind date and then ends up having to run for her life. Reminded me a little bit of Run Lola Run, uh, at least in title form. I don't think the movie uh, compares to the actual film, but uh, the first one's good. Let's talk about what movie came in second place, Big J. Movie number three. That is called Beast. That's got Idris Elba and former guest of the morning after Charlotte Copley in it. Oh. Uh, and that reminded, that's like the uh, the going down to the game uh, reserve down in South Africa movie. It's called Beast. And uh, it's available on Peacock, but it reminded me of uh, now uh, the Ghost in the Darkness. That yeah, was the yeah. one that I was thinking. When I of. saw that movie trailer, and I'm like, "Look, it's an updated version of Ghost in the Darkness." Right, right, right. When you said uh, "surviving the game," uh, I understood what you meant. But uh, when once you actually knew what the movie was, yeah. it was Ghost in the Darkness to okay. me, the Michael Douglas Duncan movie. You will not be seeing that, at least not uh, required to. Whether you want to watch it in your own time is up to you. That must mean that you'll be watching movie number one. Is that movie correct? Movie number one. Uh, that movie is called The Stranger. It stars former guest the morning after Joel Edgerton. And Sean Willis is in it as well. It is available for you to watch on Netflix. It premiered at the Cannes Film Festival to rousing reviews, Big J. And has found itself in the top ten on Netflix for a little while. And so now you will be watching it yourself. It's called The Stranger. You can watch it if you have a Netflix subscription and you want to play the home game. Big J will give a full review of it around this time tomorrow and let you know if this one is worth your time or not. It's like some beard action going on in here. Yeah, yeah. Well, listen, that's what you need to go undercover. It is required by the job to have a beard when you're an undercover cop. Morning After with Nick and Big J. If you want to watch The Stranger, you can. Big J will review it for you tomorrow. Here's traffic. Sounds like you're wholly unfamiliar with it, Big J. Is that yeah, right? Yeah, no, I don't know nothing about it. Beautiful. I always get worried when it's a Netflix film, because that appears to be the uh, the streaming network you troll the most. No. And so, or at least the one you're the most familiar with. Like, every time I talk about it, you're like, oh, yeah, the trailer's popped up on my for you page. The wife keeps threatening to end our Netflix subscription, so I don't know how long that'll last. How come? Oh, because they want to try to start making you pay for sharing your password. Oh, I see. And you you share it uh, with a bunch of people? Yeah. And so... Everyone. Well, that would ruin a lot of lives. I know. (laughs) Not just yours. (laughs) Sorry, everybody. (laughs) In the news today. The Morning After with Nick and Big J. So, so sorry, Big J. So sorry. Nobody won the Powerball last night. That's okay. Give me another chance. Uh, so now it's up to an estimated $1.2 billion for Wednesday's drawing after no ticket matched all the numbers that were drawn Monday night. Now, there was one ticket sold in L.A. that matched five of the numbers, according to the California Lottery. That ticket is one of two tickets that sold in California that matched five of six. Now, if you did that, you got $800,000. That's not bad, right? Yeah. You'd be happy with eight hundred grand. I mean, it's not the $1.2 yeah, billion. No, of course. But you're not kicking that out of bed for eating crackers, are you? Nah. So you're not you're not asking for the whole world. You just no, I happy. would like the whole world. I but see. if all I'm going to get is eight hundred thousand, okay. How many tickets did you buy uh, for Monday's draw? One. Just oh, just the one. one. Yeah. Now is that five? So you get five shots at it. Is that how it works, or no. just one shot for five bucks? It's is three it? bucks. It's three bucks. Okay. See, this is the, these are things I'm looking to know. 
So you just get one set of numbers. And do yeah. you play the numbers or do you get them randomly generated now for you? Now quick pick. Gotcha. Yeah. So did you used to pick numbers and then you stopped? Or have you always quick picked? Uh, yeah, but it's such a hassle. And it's like, pff, I mean, listen, this is all stupid luck anyways. Might as well save myself the hassle. All right. Fair enough. I mean, that's 30 to 40 seconds you can be playing video games, right? We're doing something. Game three of the World Series between the Astros and Phillies has been moved to Tuesday, November 1st. That's today, kids. At 6 o'clock our time because it got rained out yesterday. Basically, now the World Series has been pushed back by a day because of weather, and that includes the travel day for a potential game six. So everything's just a little bit later now. That's how it's going to work. The NBA announced Monday they stripped the Philadelphia 76ers of their second-round picks in 2023 and 2024. The league determined that the Sixers violated tampering rules with negotiating with P.J. Tucker and Danelle House in free agency before the window was even open. That is against the rules. That's called tampering, bro. And they're out a couple of second-round picks. Is it worth it? Uh, I would argue no. I mean, if you're going to tamper with yeah, somebody I mean, and get caught for it, make it a superstar, right? Yeah. But uh, now they're out second-round picks, although the last time a second-round pick paid off in the NBA, you'd have to go back a ways for that as well. So, again, it's almost like a slap on the wrist, really, when you think about it. Monday Night Football last night, the Browns beat the Bengals 32-13, to uh, and it wasn't even that close, if we're being honest. The Browns dominated pretty much the whole game. Did you watch any of it, Big J? Uh, yeah, I watched uh, a little bit here and there, probably near the end. How come? Of the game. Because you're trick-or-treaters, right? Yeah. So you had stuff to do last night, and I understand. Well, the good news was it wasn't exactly a great game. You didn't miss a whole hell of a lot. No, I noticed that, yeah. In a recent interview with GQ, Daniel Radcliffe addressed rumors that he'll be starring as the next Wolverine in the X-Men franchise, and he has said that it's purely just a rumor. And he says, I say something like it'd be nice to play him, and then I get bored of answering that way, so I say something different, and it sets it off again. So uh, he says he probably shouldn't talk about Marvel properties at all. That would stop fueling the flame. And he said that, quite frankly, after playing Harry Potter, he is really not interested in signing up for a multiple film contract to play the same character again and again and again and again and again. He likes the variety that he has now of being able to fall into different characters in different types of movies. So uh, don't look for him in the Marvel Cinematic Universe anytime soon. Although, again, we have to take everything everybody says as BS until proven otherwise, you know? I'm not saying he's ever going to be Wolverine. I don't know how they're going to attack this, quite frankly. I don't know if I'd even enjoy a young Wolverine, quote-unquote, movie. One of the <laughs> cool things about Wolverine is he's fairly, you know, he's a middle-aged dude kind of dealing with all this BS and anger and stuff that's built up over all these years. And that's what makes him an intriguing character to me and yeah. always has. But, uh, but like, you know, the other part of this is they're contractually obligated to lie through their teeth no matter what happens until it all comes out. So these questions, these answers, unless it's officially casting news, is just so silly and dumb that it doesn't get any of us anywhere. And I do respect the man's work and think he would be fine if they decided to go that route. Especially in an upcoming movie. No, Only available on Roku. Can't wait. Three days away, baby. Friday. Morning After with Nick and Big J. There's your important stuff. The Morning After with Nick and Big J on 100.3 The X Rocks. And into Oklahoma for today's We're Going to Hell story, Big J. Remember uh, when we did our show from Oklahoma? Yeah, it was a nightmare. Was it? Well, remember the storm? The it's thunderstorm? That I remember. I also remember it was one of my our favorite places that we went. Uh, once we actually yeah, did the, the show there. Figure, yeah, um, the action figure museum, museum was, awesome. was amazing. Fully amazing, that doing the show from there. But we are going to Tulsa, Oklahoma, which is not where we were. 
for either the show or any particular reason, but that's where today's We're Going to Hell story takes place. A couple of men there in Tulsa decided to ransack an AT&T store, Big J. Never good. Apparently, they'd heard your commercials and got really upset and decided they were going to take with the hand coming to them. What the hell? Yeah, I don't know. It was weird. I mean, I don't question their motives. They stole a bunch of phones and chargers, but they didn't leave with all the phones, Big J. So cops responded to a trip alarm at the AT&T store, found a window broken, store destroyed. Many phones were stolen, but there were some on the floor that employees said didn't belong to them. So moments after police left, a man named Dylan Slack walked in and said, Hey, I think I left my phone here and wanted to retrieve it. So the workers said, listen, the store was closed. That phone wasn't here when we left and then called police. Officers returned to the area and found enough. Sure enough, the Jeep that the workers described Dylan driving uh, was one that really matched the surveillance footage of the Jeep that was parked outside. <laughs> the people broke in. Got a whole bunch of new phones, bro. AT&T store. And so they left a man behind. It was their cell phone. And that's what caught this particular gentleman. But here is where being smart is the way to go, Big J. So when Dylan Slack was questioned by police, hey, you know, there's a break in here and that's weird that there wasn't any phones and now there is and your car kind of matches the description of the car that was seen here at the burglary. They asked what his name was and he thought quickly. He's like, oh man, I got to do like a Kaiser Soce thing here. Uh, My name is, uh, uh, I'm Matt Damon. And so they were like, all right, Matt Damon, like the celebrity Matt Damon. And he's like, "I I guess... And so they obviously looked him up. Big J's name's not Matt Damon. Come on, man. Matt Damon. Then they found out his real name. It was Dylan Slack. And, of course, the other man with him, once Dylan was was caught red-handed, he decided to basically collar the dude that he was with, which was his dad, by the way. Aw, the family that robs together goes to jail together, Big J. David McCulley also arrested because of it. Slack then ultimately admitted to burglary. Uh, and uh, also put the finger on his father as well. They both were arrested on burglary and false impersonation charges. Big J, you cannot lie to the police about who you are. Yeah, like, they'll find out. Even if you think that's a joke, like saying something as stupid and obvious as Matt Damon, if you've committed a crime, they can throw another charge on top of that because they don't like when you joke around about what your name is. Don't lie. That's not something that they enjoy. And what did Matt Damon ever do to you? What are you, Jimmy Kimmel, just digging his name through the mud for no reason? God, that'd be hilarious if it was the reason. The only other thing that would have made the story better is if he said his dad's name was Ben Affleck. And then, then I would be like, all right, now they're really committed to the bit. And I enjoy yeah. it. I enjoy it. But they definitely should try another line of work because this burglary thing is not working out for it right now. And they're going to have some time in jail to figure out what their other occupation should be. Together or otherwise. Morning after with Nick and Big J. I have devastating news for Big J. I will share it with you next on the X-Rocks. Three days grace, never too late here on the morning after with Nick and Big J. Hopefully you enjoyed the trick-or-treaters last night. Uh, Big J and I, were you still in charge of handing out the candy at the Big J household? No, no, no. Oh, you even got out of that. That was like you were certain was going to be your responsibility. I don't really think I was certain. But you you didn't do it. Did you have to do any of it at all? No. Nice, man. Congratulations. I was going to ask what the most popular candy bar that was selected last night or the average age of trick-or-treaters, but you were not even involved in that conversation, huh? Nope. Uh, what did you do instead, then? Um, let's see. I was uh, watching TV. <laughs> nice, man. What did you watch? You, you said you didn't watch the Monday Night Football game because you had trick-or-treaters, but that's not true, then, huh? 
Well, you said you assumed that. And well, I and didn't then you said, <laughs> right? You said, yeah, that's yeah. Right. While we were watching uh, somebody feed Phil. There you go. Uh, on the old Netflix. Well, if you were, then, then I was going to, then I can't compare and contrast my information to yours. But uh, the question I was going to ask was what the average trick or treater age was around 30. the Big J household. Uh, because uh, I- I- in my neighborhood, it was fairly younger. I would say it skewed at like six or seven, was like the average age of kids stopping by for uh, for some Halloween candy last night. But they were very happy, very good. Everybody was dressed fantastically. It was a really good night in the neighborhood, I guess is my point. But uh, something happened that I think would devastate you, Big J, because, again, most of the kids that came to my house were young, and I had a four-candy bar selection last night, right? I had uh, Hershey's with almonds. I had Mr. Good Bar. I had Reese's Peanut Butter Cups, and I had Snickers. Those were the four particular candy. Uh, candy bars that I had. Snickers, by far the most popular, and then Reese's Peanut Butter Cups uh, came in second. Are these I think, full bars? Uh, no, 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 no. Oh, they're I got minis. Like a snack. They're minis. Yeah, they're, so I was given like two or three or four, oh, okay. but I was letting them take two or three, basically, as it went. And, uh, and the question that I heard like I want to oh, say 15, 16 times. Good bar. Exactly. Yeah. It's an old candy bar, dude. It's not by any means the most popular. No, but it's guy. still. It's strange to me that it's that available and readily available around Halloween time because it wasn't the only selection that I saw that Mr. Good Bar was available. But it's like nobody knew what Mr. Good Bar was, which is your favorite candy bar yeah. of all time. Yeah. And uh, and so it's fairly easy to explain for for those that don't know Big J. How would you explain it, Mr. Goodbar? Uh, it's just milk chocolate with uh, peanuts. Yeah, that's all it is. Yeah. It's a very simple bar. And it's, it's essentially a Hershey's bar with peanuts. Right, but for some reason they don't make really Hershey's. It's Hershey's with almonds or a Hershey's bar. Yeah. And then it's Mr. Goodbar for the Hershey's version of that particular side of things. And so that's what I was explaining. And uh, believe it or not, it was one of the few. I still had plenty of Mr. Good Bars left over. Thanks for not bringing them to work. Well, I I understand your limitations, and I'm not trying to encourage you. I would eat them all. I'm trying to encourage you to to stay away from the sugar. You don't want to be a part of it, and I'm trying to respect that. But that's the first thing I thought of right away. It was like, oh, man, Big J would be, first of all, probably pretty you know, crazy. But it sounds like you you knew that that people. What are you idiot parents out there not teaching your kids right? You sounded like you were pretty familiar with the fact that kids today don't know what yeah, Mr. Good yeah. Bars are. And I was shocked. Well, then again, it also was like my first year yeah. in forever that it gave away Mr. Good Bars. And so. one of the only things I think that uh, I've taught my kids of any kind, at least uh, Mason, is that she also liked Mr. Good Bar. So there's like a fight when one is in, in, you know, in the house. Well, I mean, if we're being honest, what's not to like is chocolate and peanuts. I mean, yeah. it's really nothing that's that milk you know, chocolate, about it. which, you know, is, is I'm not a bitter chocolate fan. I like the milk chocolate. Well, what, who's giving out bitter chocolate candy well, bars? Know. You don't Cycles? like Chef's chocolate? Binge? Bunch of psychos out there. Me. Milk chocolate, not the bitter chocolate. Well, are you saying like dark chocolate? You don't enjoy that much? No. Okay. Uh, and I know you don't like white chocolate. So uh, no, I like white chocolate, but oh, it's you, not real chocolate. Right. That is correct. Uh, but I- I- if you're looking for it, apparently, Mr. Goodbar, there were a lot of questions about it yesterday, but uh, questions were answered, <laughs> and the kids did not see happy with the answers as they selected something else anyway. Hey, look, more for you, man. Yeah, as they, uh, well, no, I'm not, a, I don't have a big sweet tooth. What? So, uh, I will pass, I actually, quite frankly, I have neighbors across the street that I'm bringing my leftovers to tonight uh, to make sure that people have what they need, because uh, I want to make sure that uh, that it doesn't stay in the house, because I do not need a bunch of chocolate in the house, and I don't have that many to begin with, as it were, so there's that as well. 
Morning After with Nick and Big J. Coming up in a few minutes, we got some important stuff, and we also have your pop culture smackdown. Important stuff. On the Morning After with Nick and Big J. Halloween was yesterday, kids, and that means that you may have some pumpkins on yours too, but guess what? It might be time to get rid of them. How do you do it the right way, dude? Throw them in the garbage. No! Smash them. No! Because pumpkins can have unwanted effects on your surroundings, dude. First of all, I shouldn't have to tell you this. Pumpkin flesh, really dangerous for hedgehogs. Okay. Then they also can attract rodents and rats to your actual abode if you keep it in the garbage can. And, of course, they have a really detrimental effect on woodland soils, plants, and fungi as well. So keeping them in your yard, not the way to go. That, at least according to the East Sussex Wildlife Rescue, who wants you to know that, listen, you want to dispose of your pumpkins in the right way to make sure that the nature and the things around it are not disrupted. Instead, take that pumpkin to a compost heat, Big J. You know where that one is, right? No. And if you see extra uh, pumpkins on sale at the supermarket, maybe you can start creative with your meal. How about you roast up some of those pumpkin seeds, huh? Maybe use the flesh for pies and breads. Nah, I don't like uh, I don't like pu- I don't like pumpkin nothing. Maybe use the guts as broth as the winter gets a little bit colder. You understand? For your porridge. Listen, I I absolutely love pumpkin seeds, roasted pumpkin seeds. I think they're fantastic. Now I did not buy a pumpkin this year, so I cannot uh, jump on board. But I will say this: just hey, listen. If you have concerns, make sure you're taking care of it the right way. Uh, there's nothing wrong with throwing it into your garbage bin, as Big J had suggested, but. If you're worried about wildlife in the area and you don't want, like, you know, raccoons or maybe to attract other things to your house, that's where you can start to get concerned Or use them to trap those animals. Is that what you want to do? And then, yes, make the stew out of those animals. Oh, God, a good raccoon stew. Oh, man. (laughs) That you catch around your house. That's great to go. Inflation's getting me. Brian Harson is done at Auburn. The former Boise State Broncos head coach was fired yesterday after leading the Tigers to a 3-5 record this season and a 9-12 record overall as Auburn head coach. He doesn't even last two full seasons after leaving the Broncos for the SEC. The Tigers got run up by Arkansas over the weekend, and that appeared to be the straw that broke the camel's back. Although, if we're being honest, I kind of thought after the whole, you know, affair debacle came out, he might be out before the season even started this year, but they kept him around. That proved to be a bad idea. So now Harson is going to figure out what his next move is. And they jetted their uh, athletic director, I think, too. Yeah, uh, for hiring Harson, basically. <laughs> he got fired along with Brian Harson for bringing him in and realizing that was a bad decision. Guess who the interim coach is, Big J? Maybe this is a name that you'll remember. Cadillac Williams, former running back for Auburn. Do you remember him? He was a top five draft pick in the NFL the same year Aaron Rodgers got drafted. I don't remember him. Uh, he was a running back. Very good. That was the year that Auburn had two running backs taken in the top five. Uh, the guy who went to Miami, uh, Miami, uh, Ronnie Brown, uh, was the other one that was the top five running back that year. Uh, and that was when everybody was taking running backs number one. Like that was Alex Smith was drafted number one overall. Right. And then uh, who else is uh, Cedric Benson for the Bears? Drafted out of Texas was also taken back when they valued running backs and took him high up 
in the first round. And uh, Cadillac Williams is also in that bunch. He went to the Tampa Bay Buccaneers, of course. Didn't have much of an NFL career, but now he's the head coach of his uh, alma mater, the Auburn Tigers. The Bengals couldn't do anything on offense last night. Joe Burrow uh, just got sacked and sacked and sacked and pressured, and the Browns won 32-13 to over the Bengals on Monday Night Football to officially wrap up Week 8. Game 3 of the World Series will be tonight after being rained out last night. And according to Variety, uh, Christian Milani is going to be cast alongside Colin Farrell in the Batman spinoff titled The Penguin. Uh, she, of course, a veteran of How I Met Your Mother. She also in the movie Palm Springs, and she's got a Peacock series out now that I can't remember the name of. But it is believed that these series will take place after the Batman. Uh, details are being kept quiet for now what the actual plot is, but we know she's going to be a Falcone uh, part of the Falcone family involved in this particular series. So uh, not on the good side of the law this time around Uh-oh. for Christian. So but you can watch it as it heads to HBO Max uh, early next year is when you can ap- expect the Penguin to premiere on HBO Max. Now the cast is rounding out too. Nick and Big J. All right, show is sold out tonight at the Rev Center. We're talking I prevail and pierce the veil. Uh, we'll get you set up there. You just need to come pick these tickets up here by 4 p.m. Last pair that we have. You just need to beat me at Pop Culture Smackdown as well. All right, you want to go to the show tonight? Now would be the time to get on the horn, 208-287-1003. That is our phone number. You're also going to have to answer some questions about the world of popular culture. If you can figure that kind of stuff out, maybe just maybe you'll be going to a show tonight on us because, hey, we're that kind of guy. You ready, Big J? Yeah. We'll see. Hello, the X. Hello. Good morning. Hi, what's your name? Shannon. Shannon, you're up first. Shannon, who is Chris Pratt's even more famous father-in-law? Uh, oh, my God. Uh, Arnold Schwarzenegger. There you go. All right. Big J, we need to know. Are you ready, sir? Yeah, I'm ready. What did I do with my question? That's the I'm best question. I've got the answer. Uh, Pamela Anderson and Dan Aykroyd appeared together in a surprising place in 1993. Where was that? I'm going to give you choices, Big Jake. Oh, thank God, of... man. Were they together on Broadway in Little Shop of Horrors for a week? Did they appear together in Playboy magazine, or did they appear together in a commercial for beef jerky? They appeared together, like as in a picture. There are three different choices that one that not all of them are pictures. Okay. So no, all right. that's not necessarily the truth. I'm going to go one with of the, the play- I'm going to go with the Playboy. Book. They were together in Playboy. Oh, right. Yes, that is correct. Uh, Dan Aykroyd, fully clothed, however. So, Damn. Uh, sorry about that, Big J. Uh, Shannon, we are going back to you. Which rock star gave Courtney Cox her very first big break in a music video? Was it Bruce Springsteen, Prince, or Elton John? Um. I'm going to say Prince. Prince. Incorrect. Sorry, Shannon. Thank you for playing. We appreciate that so very much. Hello, The X. Hello. Hi. Uh, We need to know what a rock star gave Courtney Cox her very first big break casting her in a music video. Was it Bruce Springsteen, Prince, or Elton John? Bruce Springsteen. Right. Is correct. Big J. In the early 2000s, which big screen cartoon character did Michael J. Fox voice for three very successful movies? Um, Michael J. Fox, way back in the 80s? No, 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 no. Oh, early 90s. 2000s. Early 2000s, oh, I'm sorry. Um, I... F- 
Brainy? Brainy? Just Brainy. That's all I could come up with. Who's Brainy? I don't know. <laughs> you just made up a character's name? Yeah. And you thought maybe they did a three successful yes. movie run with it? Uh, what kind of character in your mind is Brainy? A little brain? I see, no. What if I said this character was a mouse? Would that help? Uh, Mighty Mouse? No. no. Nope, then I would not. I don't think they made a Mighty Mouse movie. Well, they should have. Uh, Stuart Little is what we were looking right. for. Yeah. He was Stuart Little in three Stuart Little movies throughout the early 2000s. All of them pretty big hits at the box office. Congratulations. You've got I Prevail tickets for tonight's sold-out show. Enjoy that on us. Hang on one second. We'll get some information from you. Make sure you're all good to go there. Morning After with Nick and Big J. We will do a run of headlines. That's happening next on The X Rocks. You are now a better person for knowing this. It's Headlines on The Morning After with Nick and Big J. Headlines are as follows. Wait, what? Seems like a nice guy and follow up. Wait, what? A family in Maryland thought it would be funny to order a prop casket for a Halloween party, right? Yeah, fun. Until they opened up that prop casket and found a dead woman's belongings inside. They, Including what they suspect is her ashes. Damn. The Wozniak family ordered the casket from Facebook Marketplace, but posted a TikTok after the bizarre discovery in hopes to return the items. The deceased woman's granddaughter then came across the video on TikTok, showed her mom. Eventually, both of them had a full-on breakdown and then had to meet with the Wozniaks in order to retrieve the family heirlooms, which is, I'm sure, something that will haunt them for the rest of their lives. Yeah, what the hell happened, man? I don't know how it happened. Like, how did this end up in their possession, B, on Facebook Marketplace, C, out of the family's hands, and then they were lucky enough to have it all in there? I mean, Mayday. That's crazy. So I imagine there's going to be more details of this coming up, but talk about an awful Halloween. For everybody involved. I mean, like, when you buy a casket because you want to, like, increase your decorations and be funny, the last thing you expect to open it up is a bunch of family heirlooms, pictures, and, like, ashes. Yeah, bleep just got real. Right. You're like, oh, God, that's right. This is about a real dead person. Oh, no. What have I done? I thought this was a fake casket. Seems like a nice guy or follow-up. Seems like a nice guy. A man in China is keeping his $219 million lotto jackpot a complete secret from his wife and his child. The reason is, Big J, he thinks the winnings will make his family lazy. And he doesn't want his wife and kid to be lazy. That's the lamest excuse ever. He's keeping his lotto win a secret. Identified only uh, by the press as the pseudonym Lee, he wore a yellow cartoon character suit and picked up his prize at the Lottery Distribution Center in Nanning City. And the way they have it all scheduled out, they don't have to really reveal the details that the people don't want to reveal. So now, this dude's a millionaire. The rest of his family just thinks he's probably going to work every day. And he's keeping it a big secret. What a jerk. Yeah. It's crazy. Meanwhile, he probably gets to be lazy. Scumbag. It's the problem, Big J. I mean, listen. If you can't even share your lotto victory with the rest of your family, there's something seriously fractured oh, yeah. in whatever relationship They must be you really have. lazy already. <laughs> I know. I mean, I know you're probably like, come on, kids, go out and play. But if you're like, hey, we have, you know, generational wealth here that will change our lives forever, but I still want you to go out and rake the leaves, I mean, watch out. Wrap it up with follow-up. Hey, remember the Houdini snake story we did a couple weeks ago? Oh, yeah, the, the, the King Cobra. Yeah, that, that escaped from the Swedish zoo. Well, guess what? It totally returned to its home by itself after a week on the land. 
Uh, Houdini was named, and according to the aquarium CEO, basically he snuck through a light fixture and then a frantic search mounted. X-ray technology revealing that the creature's hiding spot not far from his terrarium. He was found in an insulation wall between two walls. The zoo team drilled a number of holes in the wall, stressing the animal out, according to the CEO, so it took off again. Next thing you know, boom, it just ended up in her own terrarium. So, thank goodness nobody was bitten, nobody was harmed. They were right, the snake never did leave the zoo, was never far from its actual home. But it just kind of came back on its own after being freaked out a little bit, so look at that. Crazy. So snakes know where to go, I guess. Or maybe they have this uh, this feeling. Maybe it just heard some snake jazz, you know? I think they need to change its snake's name. They say, here's the, this is the most frustrating They should should change its name to Confusion. Houdini, they say, is the name they called him after he escaped. His real name, Sir Hiss. (laughs) Sir Hiss. Okay, I mean, what the hell? Yeah, like the whole point was the snake's name is Houdini and then it escaped. Now they're turned out, they lied to us about that too. Wasn't even the snake's name, they just called him Houdini after he disappeared. What else are they lying about? Right, exactly. Maybe the snake was actually out there. Or it wasn't missing at all. And they just wanted publicity. Swedish Zoo. Morning After with Nick and Big J. There's your headlines. You're up to date on all the things. See, Offspring gotta get away here on the Morning After with Nick and Big J. It's time to recap the Morning After Fantasy Football League week number eight. How'd you do, Big J? You know, uh, going in, I was like, I don't know how this is gonna play out, but uh, going up against uh, the dead will tell in uh, my friend Jeremy there, and uh, you know, I, I've had some struggles with quarterback. I, I did a trade with you mm-hmm. to get somebody who I thought might play some, have some points, and I was like looking at the matchup, and I'm like, oh boy. This isn't good. Uh, so that would be Trevor Lawrence. And uh, I benched him. I picked up Andy Dalton, Nick, uh, out of the blue. And you know what? Uh, that was not a bad decision as Andy Dalton got me 17 points to kick things off. Uh, Derrick Henry is my stud uh, and my, my ride or die. 35 points. I mean, he just runs all over the Houston Texans every time. Uh, I'm really, really short on the end of running backs. And so uh, I, I have in my running back two slot, uh, Mr. Alexander Madison. He got me 10 points, though, so not not bad at all. Uh, Robert Woods struggled on the receiving end as I've had some uh, people on uh, a bye this week. So he only got me a couple points. Stefan Diggs, uh, you know, uh, a poultry 22 points there. Mike Gusecki for tight end, uh, 12 points. Poultry. 22 Pult- is pretty good, man. But but not for him. What do I you mean, mean, usually he's scoring 30 points. Dude. No, Easy. that's not true. I mean, he, had, he, had a, yes, he did true. have 100 yards and a touchdown. You should be uh, He usually scores much higher than that. And then uh, I got t- nine points out of my defense, five points out of my kicker. Uh, now, Jeremy, on the other hand, he uh, started j- uh, Jimmy Garoppolo, got him 17 points, uh, got a, a touchdown stolen from him by Christian McCaffrey, which may have made a difference in this game, actually, when you come down to it. He had Dakeem Himes uh, for running back for the um, Indian. Indianapolis Colts score 12 points. Uh, a fumble uh, did, did not help him with uh, Davis Montgomery. Uh, David Montgomery for uh, the running back for Chicago got him eight points. Cooper Cup left the game early with uh, an injury, but uh, got him 22 points before that happened. He got 20 points from Brandon Ayuk and uh, really came down uh, to uh, the very uh, last last night uh, with uh, Hayden Hurst as his tight end, only scoring eight points. So it was a pretty close battle. I won 123 to 111. Nick. Congratulations. That improves you to what? 
Uh, that puts me at uh, four and five. All Three right. and five. Huh? Which one? I don't know. I was looking at... Uh, let me look here. I believe it's three and five. All right. So uh, you are back on the winning side of things. Congratulations to you. On the Pickle Nick side of things, uh, there's only one more team that's lost as many games in a row that I had. Uh, I lost my, my third straight game this week, uh, and I'm going up against a team called the Wrong Side of Camaro. So that'll let you know how my week went. If you follow fantasy football at all, you know that uh, basically Alvin Camaro went nuts this week. Uh, hadn't had a touchdown all year, scored three this weekend, and had 42 points to lead the way for Courtney as uh, she had a great, great team. Uh, if not for one other team getting in her way, she would have easily been the high scorer of the week. But another good game out of uh, Gibson, the running back for the Washington uh, Commanders. 26 points out of Justin Fields. 154 points she uh, laid on my ass this weekend, and that was good enough to beat me by 30. I didn't even have a bad week. It was just I was coming up against a buzzsaw and 114 points which is what I finished with uh, wasn't uh, going to get it done this particular weekend. Now I started out rough because um, I ended up having Godwin go on Thursday night who, had, who did okay, 13 points not bad, but I had him in my flex and let me tell you why that's a problem because heading into the weekend uh, Debo Samuel was still questionable, right? Yes. And I had him in my wide receiver slot. Well, came, come Sunday they announced he wasn't going to play, he was out and so that meant I had a hole to fill at my wide receiver position. Now, if I had that particular flexibility, I would have put Godwin at wide receiver and somebody else in my flex because I had Kareem Hunt on my bench this particular weekend, and that would have got me more points. Not yeah. that it would have made a difference. but Made you I, feel better about yourself. Yeah, at least I would have been like, oh man, I didn't get handcuffed with Drake London, who uh, I had to play instead of... The Drake! Uh, yeah, but uh, listen, I'm not getting any help from my, wide, my running back position. It doesn't matter who I put in there. I've had Kareem Hunt in for weeks. He hasn't done anything, and I put him on my bench, and of course he scores 12 points last night. But also, my number one overall pick, Jonathan Taylor, has not been good. He's got more fumbles and touchdowns this year. It's just not been a... That offense on the yeah, Colts is it's terrible. A, it's a mess. Man. And so, I've just had a real running back issue all year that I can't seem to uh, fix. Now, I have Jalen Waddle, who's a stud. Kirk Cousins had a good game for me. I had a great game out of my kicker. But, listen, I'm just not getting it done. And, and on top of that, I'm going up against teams that are scoring ridiculously high points against me. Now, all that leads to a three-game losing streak but as i said earlier i was winning with smoke and mirrors anyway i don't expect to uh to, i wasn't expecting my luck to continue and it certainly hasn't as i've fallen to four and four on the season and need to break the streak if i possibly can the team that was unstoppable this week that was top gun uh steve went nutsy cuckoo man he had 46 points excuse me 40 points out of christian mccaffrey 33 points out of hopkins the wide receiver for arizona 31 out of tyreek hill another 25 out of Nick Chubb last night and 22 out of Marcus Mariota. 189 points for Steve. He was a force to be reckoned with this week. And listen, I talked about how I scored a lot of points and did not win. Tenacious D had, uh, you know, a team that had some rough luck. They're two and six on the year. He scored 139 points and walked away with a loss. Yeah. That's always a kick yeah. in the jeans. A balance attack did really well. Tony Pollard was his flex start. That was beautiful. Got him 33 points. Got another 22 out of Cooper last night. And he had a pick, too. Uh, in a really bad interception throw, but still, it wouldn't matter what happened, man. I mean, he just went off for 189 points, and it's tough to beat a team that does that. So congratulations to Steve. Steve, 
You get yourself some Porta Subs coming your way, courtesy yeah. of our sponsor of the Morning After Fantasy Football League. Other victories and games in the league. Too late to say Amari picks up their fourth win of the season with a 106 to 100 win over spotting everybody five games. Wayne falls to <laughs> one and seven. The only team that's lost more games in a row than I have is Wayne. He's sitting at the bottom of the league. He's got quarterback problems and he continues to have them every single week, even though he got 31 points out of Devontae Freeman or Foreman, excuse me, uh, the running back for the Panthers. That's pretty much his only high spot for the week. And that's luck. Yeah, well, that's very true. And Jalen Hurts, of course, <laughs> and Fournette had good games for Too Late to Say Amari to pick up his fourth win of the week. Gridiron Warriors with a 129-100 win over Meaty Clackers. 7-1 uh, and one for Glenn's team. That's a very good team as well. Uh, Josh Allen and uh, Aaron Jones, along with A.J. Brown, leading the way for Gridiron Warriors. High score of the week was D.J. Moore for Meaty Clackers, but he was dealing with some buy issues. Uh, Gerald falls to 4-4 four four on the season. And finally, uh, once again, the undefeated team in the morning after Fantasy Football League stays undefeated. 8-0, Devontae's new car beating Peacemaker's Vigilantes, 117-100. Another balanced attack. Uh, for some reason, uh, here's how good uh, Devontae's new car is. He can't seem to find a way to get Travis Etienne in his lineup. That, that guy's been sitting on his bench all year long, and he's throwing up 25 points uh, every week. Now, it's because he's got a great running back tandem with Josh Jacobs, who did not have a good game this week, and Saquon Barkley, so I don't blame him for trying to find room for him. But uh, he also had uh, Jefferson uh, for the Vikings as well as Joe Burrow last night. And 117 was all it took to knock off Dell's team, who had a 21-point performance from Lamar Jackson and a 25-point performance from Dalvin Cook from Minnesota, but not enough to give him the victory. And so uh, Devontae's new car improves to 8-0. As we enter in Week 9, who are you taking on in Week 9's action? Going up against the meaty clackers. All right, good luck. Uh, he's coming off some pie. He's got some strength on the bench as well. I got Peacemakers Vigilantes this week. Me, V, Dell in the morning after Fantasy Football League. We'll see how that all shakes out. I've got some people. The other thing for me is I had some Chiefs on a bye week, which really hurts my yeah, offense as yeah. well. But uh, again, I don't know if that's the the game changer in my particular situation. I'm in a bit of a low streak right now and need to turn it around and quick. But thank you to Porta Subs. Steve, enjoy that yeah. free uh, two six-foot subs as two well as two-foot-long subs. Excuse me, excuse me, two foot as well as four uh, bags of chips and four desserts coming your way, Sounds courtesy like lunch. of Port of Subs. Morning After with Nick and Big J. Coming up, we got the little thing we like to call Bad Impressions. That's next on the x Rock. On the Morning After with Nick and Big J. Bad Impressions brought to you by Treasure Valley Subaru. Easy in, easy out location next to the Idaho Center exit off the freeway. We have for you tickets to Lounge at the End of the, end of the Universe, VIP style. I'll get you in. Uh, anytime you want to go out there and see some of the cool stuff, uh, you can check out loungeboise.com for the events and what's happening. And usually Friday we talk about those things. So that's what's on the docket. You just need to figure out what Bad Impressions is. 208-287-1003 for these Anytime VIP passes. Big J's got three clues. They revolve around somebody famous. Figure out who that famous person is and... You're going to the show at your leisure. Hello, the X. Oh, all right, fine. We'll do it that way then. Hello, the X. Hey, morning. This is Dennis. All right, Dennis, you're up first, man. Good luck. Early albums of mine, like Emotions and Music Box, helped me make uh, turn me into a huge pop star. Next. My movie Glitter was a big disaster. Mm. 
next. It's November, which means it's time to start hearing my song, All I Want for Christmas is You. Mariah Carey. Here you go. Hey, good job, Dennis. Mariah Carey. Congratulations. VIP tickets to the Lounge at the End of the Universe are yours. Uh, hang on one second. We'll get some info from you. Why is Mariah Carey in the news? I feel pretty good about this, Nick, uh, that uh, this, uh, the X, is your safe harbor from hearing all I want for Christmas is you. Well, that's a guarantee. Uh, because uh, right now it's happening everywhere as for some reason November is the time to start Christmas music and uh, Nick, uh, Mariah Carey posting on her Twitter last night that it's time, a small little video of, uh, of her uh, with her Halloween costume then turning into the Christmas thing. I'm trying to figure, like, I mean, like, artists are trying really hard to lean into things that people make fun of them for now. You understand? Oh, it's very smart. Like, yeah, exactly. It's like they're taking the power out of people's hands. Nickelback is doing that, and uh, and Mariah Carey's doing it now because basically they kind of, it started with a meme making fun of how much you hear the song and how incestant it is, and now she's leaning into it, like, creating a video of her, like, in a Halloween costume and then transforming into this Christian deity uh, for Christmas time. Yeah, and it's super. I mean, it's funny. I give her credit; it's working. But I mean, you're right. How like the second October ends, the second Halloween is over, we're focused on Christmas, and I don't know how that happened. There was a discussion uh, in the recent days about how long we're putting off doing up Christmas, and I'm like, come on. Well, your family loves to hang yeah. stuff and decorate. So th- that makes sense. I mean, I, I know people are into it. That's fine. But it's always been, like, in my house and growing up, I even had a conversation with the kids this weekend. I'm like, hey, I mean, do I put up the tree before Thanksgiving? Do you care? And they're like, let's get through one holiday first. And I'm yeah. like, thank you. Yeah. No, see, so here's the here's the thing, though. Uh, Mason yesterday was saying, you know, let's wait to, to do Christmas for a little bit. I'm like, you wanted to start putting up Halloween in August. She's like, yeah, because Halloween is awesome. And I'm like... Ah, it, it's all about what holidays that they enjoy and people yeah. enjoy and they want to lean into. But yes, for some reason, November 1st, it's been OK for Christmas music. And listen, I, I like Christmas. I enjoy it very much. It's probably my favorite holiday, but I, I really do not like Christmas music. I never have. And so the incessant kind of just badgering <laughs> of it is always yeah. torturous to me. Yep. But uh, to those that celebrate, uh, happy Mariah Carey Day. Morning After with Nick and Big J. We wrap up the show here next on the X-Rocks. That is Slipknot. That is Yen here on the Morning After with Nick and Big J. And that's going to wrap things up. Thanks for hanging out with us. You guys selected a movie to watch for Big J. He's going to watch Netflix film The Stranger and let you know how it is tomorrow for streaming Dumbass. Also gave away last pair of tickets to I Prevail, a sold-out show tonight at the Revolution Center. Please enjoy that very, very much. We'll have some more tickets to give away tomorrow. You know, Machine Head's coming to town here very soon. Machine Head? Yeah, we'll have some tickets to that show. Evening with. Yeah, it's going to be bananas, to say the least. So we'll hook you up with that tomorrow, and that leaves you with the floor, Big J. Uh, Yeah, I mean, uh, I feel bad. I I nearly screwed up the code word today, but it looks like uh, that uh, wasn't a problem, Nick. Uh, you were angry with me for a moment. It's very rare, but uh, I was just well. Uh, yes, there's a lot of moving parts in this thing, and when something gets screwed up, because I don't read the whole email, I, I get uh, really. Uh, this is a focused. running theme. Yes, I get really focused on one thing. 
and is the wrong thing that you yeah. should not be focused on that's clearly addressed to somebody always. else. It's always the wrong thing. <laughs> um, so, uh, but it yeah. all worked out, yes. Thank God. People also, texted in the right code. Nick, you. we were talking earlier this morning about the Mr. Good Bar and how you had the mini ones. Yes. And then my kid texted you because yes. she wanted them. Yes. Guess what? Some idiot brought candy in uh, here. Here? Yeah. Oh. And, and over back here in this bucket area. Okay. I stole all the Mr. Good Bars. Smart. Okay, for my I, kid. Well, uh, tell them they're from me. And uh, then everybody wins. But she I think. hears this now. Oh, so. They were in my pocket for a little bit and got a little melted. Ah, well, listen, then they're better that way. Throw them right in the fridge. Nobody will know. Morning after with Nick and Big J. We will see you tomorrow. You guys have a good one. Jason Drew's up next. It's EX Rocks. <laughs> The Morning After Podcast brought to you by Idaho Advocates. You didn't deserve to be in an accident, but you do deserve an advocate. Make sure you hit them up on their website, IdahoAdvocates.com.